All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commish, the Denver Desert Dog, talking week 13 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Uh, it's December 1st, so I feel like uh, Phil doesn't want to join because it'll hurt less if he talks, doesn't talk about his team when things go wrong. So no Phil tonight joining us from the car. We got Take Your Ball and Go Home, Shane Stein. Yeah, it's, it's pretty poetic, isn't it? Uh, the calendar turns to December and the Seawolves are a no-show. Um, didn't see that one coming. Um, typical typical Seawolves fashion. Um, I, don't, I don't think we see much from their squad from here on out. But uh, great to be here, even in these conditions. Um, wanted to get back get back on the pod. And, and we have a newcomer here. Pretty excited uh, to, uh, to uh, take a virginity here on the podcast tonight. So... Yeah, um, joining Shane and I tonight from Abusement Park. Got my opponent this week, Brandon Schur. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm just happy to be here, representing all the fodder teams, you know, in, in the league. Just really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, you can uh, get one less Abusement Fodder comment <laughs> since you're here to talk about your own team. Um, Brandon, I think you have trivia for us tonight. I do. One of the uh, most dreadful matchups you could face is a successful stack in fantasy football. Tonight, there is a stack of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Can you give me the 12 best stacks that are a quarterback and a pass catcher? currently in the league right now so uh josh allen and stefan diggs are number two there's 12 give me 12 more so the top 13 are in consideration um i'll just give you there obviously there's no running backs in this and if there is only one stack per quarterback okay okay you want the layup Nice of you to, to go with the super stack on the night the Seawolves are not here. Um, I love it. Yeah, there's a couple of layups I feel like. Um, I guess we'll get um, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey out of the way. That's got right. They are number one with 546 combined fantasy points. Pretty good. Good question, by the way. I like this. Um, yeah. I'm not sure that they're going to be the only... Uh, quarterback tight end combo, but let's get the easy, the other easy one out of the way. I guess that Shane mentioned the super stack on the Seawolves, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. Correct. Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown are number three with 453.7 fantasy points. Okay. Um, gotta believe. Mr. Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill. Or somewhere they are n- correct. They are number six for 413. Um, and again, like I said, uh, him and Waddle would also have been on this list. But as the secondary one, they are not on this list. Got it. Yeah, him and Waddle have both been outstanding too. Um, 
All right, let's think about... Now, did you factor in the games that Tua didn't play there? Is, are they still on? It is current <laughs> year to date, so yes. All right, because I feel like Tyreek Hill might have some points without Tua, but that's all right. Um... Well, yeah, so you're right. So it wasn't together. It was right. total, I'm just messing total with you. points for this fantasy season. Shane would have done the work and figured it out, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that this quarterback's been great, but I have to feel like they're on this list. I'll go to my team, uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are number seven with 407 fantasy points. Okay. Um, I gotta believe that Captain Kirk and JJ are on this list as well. That is correct. They are number five with 414. Okay. Um, I don't know which. Seattle wide receiver has been better, but I'm going to say Geno and DK Metcalf. That would be incorrect and correct at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They would right. both be on the list, but Geno and Tyler Lockett have produced 371, and Geno and DK have been at, were at 355. Okay. Oh, man. I think DJ Moore is on this list. Um, Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Tom Brady and Mike Evans did not make the list. Wow. All right. Um, I gotta believe that Mr. Burrow and Mr. Higgins are probably somewhere near this list. That is correct. They are number four with 425 points. Um, oddly enough, Burrow and Jamar Chase would have still been on this list um, if we took duplicates. All right. Lamar and Mark Andrews. They are on this list number eight with 385. Oh, Diggs just caught a bomb touchdown. I was hoping to save him for next week. Got to face the best roster in the league next week for the division title, hopefully. Uh, All right. We got three left. Three left. Two of them are uh, pretty difficult. And then one 
is a normal combo that you would expect, but it, it's been an odd year. Uh, trying to think. I don't. I don't think Dak played enough games. I really don't. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. <laughs> they were not on this list. <laughs> That's a bad guess. Cooper was pretty good, but Jacoby was very low. <laughs> I will, obviously, again, give you kind of a little bit of a hint. So, the quarterbacks really carry the weight in yeah. a lot of these last ones, which is also why I had to take duplicates off, because actually, like, Patrick Mahomes and Juju were still... Oh wow! Yeah, I've been trying to sit here rack my brain. Which shitty bear has 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 enough points to go with Fields? If there is one, <laughs> if Cole Komet's on this list, then goddamn it. Brandon Ayuk. They are not on this list. <laughs> I, I, I stink. It's a tough question. Yeah. There's gotta be. There's gotta be a shitty bear. I just don't know. I think it is. I think it is Komet, buddy. It's gotta be Komet, I guess. Like I'm trying to think. Like Fields has enough points, but I guess so. I guess so we'll say Fields and Komet. Actually, Fields and Mooney still. I think it's like. That's awful. 100, 105 to 96 between Mooney and, and Komet. That's awful. Um, Kyler's going to be on this list with someone. It's just if it's Hopkins or Brown. I'm going to say it's Hopkins. It is D-Hop. That's the one that I said you would kind of you know, think about in a normal year. But uh, they are last on this list with 325. Wow. Good question. Yeah, good, good question. Good job. Um, all right, we'll start off with some matchups. Seawolves, Steel Curtain. Talked about the Seawolves going into uh, December and it not 
looking great for them heading heading into the December based upon Phil's history. But um, by the way, Shane, that Diggs touchdown came back. Um, there was a flag on the play. Um, but even Phil playing the steel curtain, I don't think is enough to slow down the Sea Wolves in December. We got the Sea Wolves as thirty nine point favorites in this one. On the Seawolf side, Hertz, Eckler, Henry, Alave, Godwin, Conklin, Rashad White, A.J. Brown. Turton side, Derek Carr, Elijah Mitchell, um, Antonio Gibson, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Dalton Schultz, Garrett Wilson, Valdez Scantling. Ed's done a bang-up job this year despite the team being bad. I think he might have finally thrown in the towel this week. Um and he's running guys out that are on IR and out, and, you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, question for Ed's team. You know, we've talked a little bit about how the keepers might be light on this squad, but we saw Garrett Wilson look pretty good with Mike White at quarterback last week. Where do you guys stand on Garrett Wilson long term? Yeah, I think we talked about this early in the year. Um, pretty good player. Pretty good player. We just weren't sold on the quarterback play um, of Zach Wilson, obviously. Um, White just looks a lot better than him. White's really good. Saw for a glimpse last year. Um, Just looks like a better quarterback. Looks like a looks like an NFL quarterback. Not not ready to anoint him like we were last year after people were going crazy, but just looks like he at least can play the part. that's half the battle. Wilson, Zach Wilson doesn't look like he can do that. Um, gotta love the prospects for, for Garrett Wilson. Um, not sure I'm ready to anoint him as far as the wide receiver one status that he put up last year, but certainly serviceable down the stretch here. Gotta put him in, in wide receiver two consideration. Yeah, I think you gotta be pretty happy. I mean, he's he's been really good with um, you know, quarterback play that you might consider average. He started out the year pretty good with Joe Flacco, you know, had a couple games with uh, Zach Wilson, but then obviously last week's great game with, with Mike White as the quarterback. I think you got to be, be happy moving forward if, if White can keep a hold of that job and over the next six games kind of, you know, secure that spot. You feel a lot better as a potential keeper going into next year. Yeah, I think Ed got him for a dollar in the draft too, so definitely feel uh feel good about that. Um, he also drafted Christian Watson for a dollar, and you know that might be a pretty good wide receiver keep group for two dollars if that um, if he was still on his roster. We'll go over to the Seawolf side. Um, Derrick Henry at Philly Sunday. We've seen I think the Eagles bleed a little bit. Uh, against the run here in the last couple weeks. Obviously, we're in December where defenders start making business decisions. And uh, what do you guys think Derrick Henry does and what should be a pretty good game against uh, the Eagles on Sunday? Yeah, I, I believe the term that, that uh, the Seawolves would use is, is called feast. <laughs> uh, and that, that's kind of what I'm expecting uh, out, of, out of Henry this week. Uh, Eagles run D has, has shown some holes. Um, there's there's some there's some room to be had. Not a good matchup to be had when you're when you're struggling to stop the run um, with the king coming to town. 
I expect Henry to go over a hundo. At least one score might be uh, your SGP two-tutter situation here. Yeah, I think you guys, one interesting part of this that I think you guys mentioned before is I think Mike Vrabel is actually a pretty good coach. So I think this might be a little bit lower than expected just from the standpoint of the total score being a little bit lower. Uh, like you said, I think the Eagles struggle against the run. So Eric Henry is certainly going to get the touches and, and probably get the work. But I think the game is a little bit lower scoring knowing that the Titans have to keep it that way to, to have a shot. Yeah. Yeah, the Titans are one of the best teams, I think, in the league of um, keeping the other team's offense off the field. Ball control. I can see the... I don't know what the line is, but I can see the under being the play in that one as well. I'll take the Wolves to uh, beat up on the curtain. Yeah, I'll take the Wolves as well. I mean, Phil's got to be happy. I mean, actually, in a bad week last week, got a Henry running the ball. He's had two abnormally good for him receiving games the last couple of weeks, 45 yards and 79 yards, a couple of big, big plays out of the passing game. Not sure that's sustainable. We haven't seen that in the past. Um, but yeah, this one's the Wolves. Sea Wolves. <laughs> big. big. Uh, franchise mixed mad dogs. Franchise looking to stay in the playoff race. I know at least one guy that's a big mad dog fan this week. Um, Franchise projected to win 99.7 to 87.5. We have Josh Allen so far with 15.72 as we approach halftime here. He'll be joined by Brian Robinson Jr., Zonovan Knight, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, David Njoku, Curtis Samuel, and Josh Palmer. Mad Dogs running out Dak, Damian Pierce, Tony Pollard, Debo Samuel, uh, George Pickens, Greg Dulcich, Kareem Hunt, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, did either of you guys know who Zonovan Knight was before last week? We'll talk about the franchise first. Uh, no idea. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, I had no clue, and I ran out of King Otten for a couple weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know who he was either, but the couple times I saw him out there in the Jets game, he had a little juice to him, and I had a $7 bid on him uh, this week trying to pick him up, so I think uh, Zonovan might be he might be a guy for the last couple of weeks here for the franchise. I guess that'll depend on Michael Carter's health and James Robinson being active or not, but definitely uh, this is the time of year where we see the weird-ass running backs become very, very relevant, and uh, guys like Zonovan Knight become fantasy starters. Yeah, you get the you get the third-string Vikings running back coming out, Mike Boone coming out of nowhere for fantasy relevance. I'm not, who was the guy that you beat me with like six or seven years ago, Kyle? It might have been more. Matt Asiata. Matt Asiata, yeah, but <laughs> Hunter game or something like that. Yeah. Uh, get the weird shit start happening this time of year running backs are dropping like flies um like to have a piece of the Jets running game I do um I think it's a good pickup by the franchise kind of a last ditch effort they gotta they gotta win both um they get a nice little matchup against uh against Little Bro this week and uh gonna gonna need Donovan to show up like he did last week um on the Mad Dog side 
we got Dak uh, Sunday night against the Colts. Just saw the Colts in a primetime game. We're fortunate enough to see it back-to-back weeks. What do you guys think Dak does against the Colts Sunday night? I think the Cowboys have just really finally committed to, you know, using him in more of a game manager as needed role with the two running backs. Both looked actually really good last week, Zeke and Pollard. So I think, you know, it's going to all be touchdown dependent on on where he gets. I, I think you're it's a safe floor, but I don't think there's that high of a ceiling. Yeah, um, Colts pretty tough to pass against. Um, I think this is more of a low-scoring game, and I, I think uh, possible possible trap game for the Cowboys here. Um, not expecting huge numbers out of Dak this week. I think it's pretty temper your expectations, uh, maybe around the fifteen area for him. Yeah, Fegley's been beating the drum in my text messages about how they need to run the ball more, and I agree, Zeke and Pollard both look good on Thanksgiving. Um, so I could see this being a uh, not-so-great game Sunday night for Dak. Colts like to, like to make it ugly. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I generally take to heart what the consensus of America says, but I mean... America's pretty much been beating the drum of, hey, Cowboys, maybe we should run the ball for the past, like, six, seven years. And (laughs) I think they're finally maybe figuring it out. Like, hey, we're a run-first team. Um, We can can win a lot of games if we just pound the rock. So it looks like they're they're finally heeding that advice and and headed that way. All right. I will take... um... I'll take the franchise to win this game begrudgingly. I'm going to dub this one the kind of what could have been. I mean, these were two pretty good teams, I felt like, at the beginning of the year. Um, franchise started out hot. They go 5-1. Now they're fighting for their playoff lives. Um, they get a good matchup here. I think they have just enough to, to sneak this one out. Um, the Josh Allen factor is already in play. Um, think the, the franchise make it interesting on the Desert Dogs right down to the wire here in week 14. Seawolves going to have some business decisions of their own to make next week when they play the uh, play the franchise. Yeah, I think it's a franchise. I think they obviously get a little bit of a boost. Uh, Knight and Palmer both look like they're going to have more predominant roles with right now it looks like Williams and Michael Carter both uh, you know trending towards not playing so couple more touches for each of them. I, I think the franchise gets done. Next game, T-Bag against Nevermore. T-Bag, uh, 18-point favorites in this one. We got Diggs with 11 points at halftime. Three for 35 in a score. He's joined by Herbert, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Amon Ra, Gerald Everett, Tyreek Hill, and Isaiah Pacheco. We got guys like James Conner and Jeff Wilson not even able to find a spot on this loaded roster. Going against Nevermore, you got Deshaun Watson um, plugging away against Houston. Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, Keenan Allen, Alan Lazard, Jawan Johnson, Joe Mixon, and Drake London. So, uh, obviously, he'd like to see Leonard Fournette be healthy in this one against Shane, but kind of is what it is. 
It's the Deshaun revenge game. What can we expect from Deshaun in his first game back? Yeah, this is the one we've been waiting for, right? Uh, get the old Deshaun versus Houston. Um, kind of going to be a little worried if you're on the teabag side of the ledger here um, for, a, for a possible blow-up. I think I, I said that to you and Phil during the week last week. Got to be protecting against a possible 40-burger. Um, but I don't think that's the case. Um, just got to be a little rust. Hasn't played forever. Um, temper my expectations a little bit. I still think he does pretty well. Um, but I, I'm thinking more closer to the 20-point range for, for Deshaun this week. Yeah, he couldn't really ask for a better matchup, you know, to come back. But I agree. I, I think there's still going to be some some rust and some some growing pains to get back into it and get back in the flow of things. Uh, I I don't think it's a huge game just with all the all the time off and that, that you know includes practice time and all that. So I think he'll be a little bit slower to get back into the the flow of things. Yeah, they're still a run first football team. It's not like they have a ton of playmakers on the outside. We talked about Cooper being good this year, but not a big DPJ guy over here. And Nick Chubb's still going to get his. And I don't think Stefanski wants to turn this into a circus. So uh, 25 is probably the ceiling um, for Deshaun in this one, I would imagine. On uh, Stein's side, talk about uh, Isaiah Pacheco. So, saw the last two weeks. Pacheco turned in some nice outings. 15 for 107 against the Chargers. 22 for 69 and a score against the Rams last week. Gets Cincinnati this week. It seems like he is most certainly the man to own in Kansas City. And this Chiefs game against the Bengals could really be a shootout. I'll set the line for 15 points for Pacheco this week. What do you guys got yeah, um, stats the guy in both leagues um, all season long, kind of for this, and got to be happy when, when something kind of pans out for you. Um, just a wasted roster spot for, for most of the season, but hoping that it panned out and kind of saw the writing on the wall that Edwards Allaire is, is not that guy. Um, and it looks like Checo is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my, my expectations this week a little lower. I think Cincinnati's got a pretty good run D. One of those weird situations where we always talk about wanting the running back in the Andy Reid offense. Well, it seems like he's the guy. Um, just not sure that that's the case this year, though. Um, not sure that I, I love Pacheco going forward. I like certainly like him. Um, I think the expectations this week are a little low. Cincinnati can stop the run. I'm going to go under the 15. Yeah, I, I would agree with Pretty much everything Stein said, it's, it's odd that Cos read off the rushing numbers, which is great. Those are good touches, but then you look at the receiving numbers and it's, you know, one target, zero target, zero targets, kind of in that same stretch, which is, um, you know, just kind of odd that it's that spread out. Um, obviously, he gets the early down work, but then there's, there's guys that are coming in and passing downs and Jared McKinnon and you know, Ronald Jones got some some run. Obviously, they just signed Melvin Gordon to the practice squad. So, um, with Cincinnati being able to stop the run, I think it's a little bit of a lower game as well. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. The, the frustrating part, he's 
he's not really being used out of the backfield yet, and that's kind of been the MO of having Andy Reid running back is he generally uses them out of the backfield, but that hasn't been the case so far with Pacheco, at least. Um, a little bit of a mixed bag with, with all the different backs we talked about. Um, and obviously, Mahomes throwing the ball to Kelsey and, uh, and the receiving corps. So. Yeah, McKinnon seems to still get more of the passing work, but we'll see. I think Pacheco's a potential league winner here down the stretch, so definitely, uh, definitely like him. I think he's got a good game this week. I'll take the over 15. Next, uh, I'll take the I'll take Teabag to win that matchup against Nevermore. Yeah, you kind of got me all tingly talking about some deep bomb to Diggs for a touchdown. Don't heard about it, haven't seen it. Um, Told you it got called back. Oh, uh, you did? I missed yeah. that part. Yeah. <laughs> I was all tingly checking the score here and saw only eleven, but I think think the uh, think the baggers have enough. I think we have enough to get it done this week against the uh, against Nevermore. A little closer than you might expect. Yeah, I think the Badgers get it done. But, you know, a couple good matchups. Herbert against Vegas is a good one. St. Brown against uh, Jacksonville is a good one. And then, you know, Tariq Hill's just been really, really good regardless of who they're playing. So. I'd hate to have 11 points at halftime from my number one wide receiver. <laughs> Miserable. Um, all right, next game, Dogs against Abusement Park. Right now, Dogs 11-point favorites. Ramondre with only a 4.6-point first half as Mac Jones continues to be just pathetic. He's joined by Trevor Lawrence, Cordero Patterson, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, CMC, and Devontae Adams. Uh, Park running now. Justin Fields, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, Traylon Burks, Van Jefferson, Taysom Hill, Tyler Algier, and Kyron Williams. I am absolutely terrified of Taysom Hill and Justin Fields this week. Um, not not ideal. The two guys that we've talked about a ton on this podcast, and obviously a Georgia running back could put me to bed as well. Not thrilled. I don't I don't like the way this is looking. Um, who do we want to talk about? We have to talk about one of those guys. I'm not talking about Van Jefferson or Kyron Williams. So, Nick Chubb against Houston. We just saw Houston get uh, beat up on the ground a little bit last week. What do you guys think about Chubb at Houston? Yeah, this one, uh, I think alongside of King Henry, the old SGP stack, two-tutter, Chubb, Henry. Get yourself some cash this weekend, uh, Chubb's getting in the end zone twice. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a big week. We talked about it with Deshaun Watson, but I think it's a big week for, for Chubb just doing what they do, getting up early and just continuing to, you know, run the football and letting get 40-yard, 60-yard touchdowns here. Yeah, I would love to see it. Maybe an 86-yard walk-off touchdown would be fun. That would be, that'd be sick <laughs> if we could see that. Um... Saw Trevor Lawrence last week put up over 30 points against Baltimore in what should have been a tough matchup. He gets Detroit this week. It should be a good game. I'm just setting this up that I think this this could be a stinker. Um, I'll set the line at 24 for Trevor Lawrence. Give me over-under from you guys. Yeah, I'm going to go over 
See what happens. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a slight under there. So I don't think he has to throw much in that game. So I'll say it's the 22, it's a slight under on the 24. Um, who do you guys have winning this one? You just saw Hertz run for like 150 yards against Green Bay last week, and now they get Justin Fields. Uh, I. I don't. I I really want to take the park here. I think I lose this week, but I I have to. I have more better players. I have to take my team. Yeah, yeah. The Justin Fields pickup is is one that's been. I want to say a lead changer, but it's made things interesting for the, for the park certainly down the stretch, breathing some life into uh, the squad and, and keeping their matchups very competitive. Like you said, though, I think I think the dogs just have a better overall lineup. I think there's there's just a couple holes um, in the park, so give me the dogs in a, in a close one, real close. Low scoring on my side too, I think. You know, we kind of talked about it before we came on air. I looked at this early in the week, and, and again, kind of liked some of the things I had going. But you know, Mike Williams, Michael Carter, both trending towards out, um, and then. You know, have to put people like Van Jefferson and Algier in there, and I think that's where it just really kind of tips back in, in your favor with those guys not being very good football players. I think your your team is just more put together. We'll see. I really need DeAndre or Ramondre to get to. Uh, I feel like I got to get him to ten in this one. Um, I think that would be nice because I could see. You know, Patterson not having a good game, and Lamb. Obviously, we talked about how tough it is to throw in Indy, and McCaffrey's a little banged up. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. Next game, Weevils against the Flock. We saw the Weevils claw back into it, thanks to Josh Jacobs. Um, on the Weevils' side, we got Tua Tungavaloa. Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Michael Pittman Jr., Jacoby Myers, Pat Fryermuth, Mike Evans, and Jalen Waddell. On the flock side, we got Burrow, Kenneth Walker, Gus Edwards, Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Taylor, and Brandon Ayuk. Um, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about T. Higgins. I feel like we talk about him a lot on this, but big game against Kansas City um, over under 18 points for T. Higgins this week for the Bengals 
guy. I think he's great. Um, wide receiver one. He is going over. Uh, they're going to throw the ball. Um, I think that expect some points in that matchup. And yeah, getting sick and tired of the flock being really good, man. I, I feel like I forget that they're they're even there sometimes. And just look at their roster, and it's like this team's loaded again. They dominated last year, and they're right there, back at it again this year. Yeah, I think it's over. I think a lot of points scored in that game, and then obviously Chase is looking like he's scheduled to play, but first game back, um, I think Higgins still gets the you know big play opportunities that are thrown his way, just out of a comfortability as of late. Yeah, Chase might actually help uh, Higgins in this one by being able to draw some attention away from him. But we will side. Uh, we'll talk about David Montgomery. As we talked about, the Eagles carved up Green Bay on the ground last week um, on Sunday night. Montgomery's been getting a ton of work here lately with uh, Herbert on IR. Uh, last couple games from Montgomery, he's had... 14 for 79, 3 for 34 through the air, 17 for 67 the week before, 3 for 54 through the air, so uh, both pretty good weeks. I'm going to set the line for Montgomery at 14 and a half against Green Bay Sunday at 1 p.m. Yeah, I think uh, we're past the point of um, R-E-L-A-X in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, that ship has sailed. It's over. Um, Green Bay, safe to say, I think. Um, not used to it, but they're, they're in Lions territory of packing in as well. Um, I, I expect that team to crumble down the stretch here, even more so than they already have. Um, give me the over. I think the Bears might actually win this game. Yeah, I think you hit on no competition, you know, kind of in the backfield anymore with Herbert going out. Um, you know, Green Bay, especially on the defensive side, offensive side, Jordan Love may come in and, and get a little bit of effort, but I don't think there's going to be much much effort given on the defensive side of the ball, so I'll, I'll take the over. I think so, too. I, I, I agree. I think um, this is the first game in a while where Rodgers doesn't own the Bears. I think the Bears could win this one. And I think the flock will win this one. I don't love the Tua matchup at San Francisco. Yeah, I think the flock are going to do the uh, Desert Dogs dirty work here this week. Um, kind of put the, the Weevils out of their misery. Um, give me the flock pretty, pretty heftily, actually, if that's a word. Yeah, I'll go the flock as well. Just kind of looking at the matchup, and you know, you kind of look at some positions, and it really swings the flock way when you look at a Jacoby Myers right now, especially kind of where he's at. And then the tight end position, I would say, really leans towards the flock. Everything else, person for person, is pretty close. Um, so I'll take the flock. Yeah, flock should win as long as he doesn't get fourteen point six points on one play from someone. Um, <laughs> Game of the week, Renegades ten and two against the Ice Cream seven and five. Ice Cream um seventeen point favorites in this one despite the record difference. 
on the ice cream side, Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Devonta Smith, and Zay Jones. Odell Beckham still on the roster. Uh, and then on the Renegade side, Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Juju, Amari Cooper, Noah Fant, Zeke, and Terry McLaurin. Um, let's do a little Mahomes-Kelsey stack over-under. I'll set the line at 50. <laughs> that's a juicy that's a juicy number right there um, this is a heavyweight fight heavyweight fight uh, not often at the best roster in the league is 17 point dogs um, but Ice Cream is, is, is a really really loaded team give me the over I think that game to shoot out 34-31 something in that area um, Kelsey another option for another two tutter SGP. Yeah, I'll take the over. Look at our trivia question going back to the, you know, most successful stacks in the in the league this year. Mahomes and Kelsey are number one, so I'll take the over in what looks like a, you know, maybe a preview of an AFC playoff game. Yeah, I wonder if fifty is even like a good number. Mahomes is averaging thirty-one a game. Kelsey's averaging eighteen point seven, so yeah, I guess we're we're right there with the forty nine point seven just on their averages alone. So if they have an above average game, that that's an overbet. Um, and I like the two tutter idea, Shane. I think this one this one could get a little feisty between these two teams. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of jawing going back and forth, and obviously that game has some big uh, components here with Juju on the other side. So wherever Mahomes touchdowns go. Amongst those two players, um, it could loom large in this one. On the uh, Renegade side, we've seen Saquon and the Giants. Let's check if have they they've lost their last. They lost last week. They beat. Did they lose to Detroit? Yeah, they lost to Detroit. So they've been struggling. Um, we saw Saquon not really play much in, like, the fourth quarter of that Dallas game. No one really said anything about if he was hurt or not, but it was kind of weird. Um, he just wasn't getting touches in the game that was still, I believe, relatively close at that point. Um, are we starting to get concerned that maybe Saquon's wearing down this late in the season and the Giants are losing some steam? Not often that I want to give the Seawolves credit, but... Feels like he was a guy that you hoped got hurt back in week four or five, right? Um, <laughs> kind of breaking down a little bit here. The Giants were riding high early in the year. Um, feel like they're they're starting to come back to the pack. Things are evening out. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see where you're going with that. Um, great player, but seems like there's there's a little chink in the armor there coming down the stretch here, and wouldn't be surprised to see him either on the shelf or, or at least fall back to the pack. Yeah, I think slowly, obviously, things are starting to turn around for the Giants. They got off to a hot start, winning, you know, a couple games in a very odd fashion or last second. Um, there's just not a whole lot of weapons besides him and that offense. So it, it just begs teams now, Washington, New York, playing for a playoff spot that Washington should have a game plan to not let 
Saquon Barkley win that game. I agree. Washington's been uh, surprised this season. I think they're seven and five, and Ron Rivera's doing one of the more unheralded jobs this season with that roster because I think they stink. But you know they're out there winning games every week and. You want to make Daniel Jones and whatever lack of wide receivers he has beat you. So I think he stacked the box and, you know, you see what can happen. Uh, obviously, when you stack the box against Saquon, then, then you have the the chance where he breaks off the 60 or 70 yard touchdown run, which he's famous for. But um, that's, that's the risky run. So I'll take ice cream to win this one on the backs of Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about group of death. Um, I think we got the real group of death right here. Ice cream, second in the league in scoring, third in their division, um, and favored by 17 points. Um, yeah, give me the ice cream because I think it's coming down to a, a Renegades teabag division title game week 14. So, ice cream this week. Yeah, I'll take the ice cream and just look at the quarterback spot really quick. And, you know, Lamar certainly has the ability to go off, but gets a much tougher, you know, matchup in Denver than what we're expecting Patrick Mahomes and the, you know, the Bengals game to look like score-wise. So I'll take the, uh, the ice cream. All right, Shane, I believe you just got home. I did. Going to let you go in so you don't get beat down. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, Brandon. Thank you for filling in uh, this week on short notice. Maybe we'll have you back next oh, week. You did funny. you did a nice job. Maybe we'll have you back next week. It sure than waiting all semester to be on the show. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of the Zoom. Uh, I I want the Zoom so right. everyone uh, can get involved. We're gonna make that happen. I want uh, I want Phil to call him steel fodder and just look at the screen <laughs> and, and see what happens. All right, fellas, baseball season starts in about a month. We'll be seeing a lot of each other. Looking forward to it. All right, see you guys. All right, see you guys. Bye.